G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And thanks for joining us for our weekly update. Another huge week in Eurovision, Dale. We're in the thick of national final season. Yeah, it really feels like we are right in the middle of it. And it was also a big week because we had the Eurovision episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Michael. <laughs> oh, that God. does need to get a mention. Come I on. haven't made any notes on that one. I'm not going to ask me any questions. I no, hope. no. But like, I mean, did you enjoy the show? I always enjoy the show. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice to see uh, Eurovision get a mention, particularly with the LGBTI community. Exactly. It's nice to see it um, pay homage to it. The song, would you, would it get out of a, a Lithuanian heat? Oh, that were dreadful. <laughs> Both those songs are absolutely <laughs> dreadful. So yeah, it was interesting the way they uh, viewed Eurovision, I think. And mm. it, was, it, was, it was with a tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of love as well. Yeah, lots of, lots of love there indeed. Disappointing they didn't lip-sync to a Eurovision song, but you know what? <laughs> That doesn't matter. It's all fine. Entirely different podcast, I think. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, let's talk about what happened this morning in Croatia. We're going to start with Dale. Mm-hmm. Dora 2021 happened, and we have a winner. So that was Albina with TikTok. First with the juries, first with the Televote Dale. Let us know a little bit about Albina. Yeah, she's become quite a big star in very recent years. Last year, she won The Voice Croatia um, and then um, was signed immediately to Universal Music in Croatia, released a single later in the year. And you can see why she has great appeal as an artist. And that came through today with the performance and a really strong victory in the end. Yeah, very much so, particularly in that Televote section. What did you think of TikTok? What do you, what do you think that's an addition to our lineup? The song itself? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, I, I, I like the song. It's fun. Um, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little simple, but it's done very, very well. What I like most about it is her, Albina. Mm. I think she's a fantastic performer. I thought her performance was brilliant. She just milked everything she could get out of that performance, really knew the stage, really knew, knew the camera, maybe that experience, uh, you know, recent experience coming through. Mm. And, yeah, she can dance and she can sing, and it's really, really good. Uh, that's a that's a song I can see in a definitely Eurovision semi-final ready. Whether or not Eurovision grand final ready is another thing. Yeah, look, I mean, I concur with pretty much all of that. I wrote, performed the hell out of that. Mm. She was terrific. And I can see why she won a public vote recently. She's fantastic. I've, I've, something about her says star, star power. Also, for me, nice to see an up-tempo track come out of Croatia. Yes. Like, this is the first time since probably 2011 that we've had something up-tempo from Croatia. So that's nice to see. We're not getting some, you know, dreary ballad or something. Not mm. that any of them have been dreary ballads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I concur. This is a, a good addition to the lineup. I can see this, you know, with a bit of a polish and a bit of a revamp, a little bit doing, yeah, uh, good things. Good things for Croatia at Rotterdam. The bones are there, and look, yeah. you can't go wrong. I mean, TikTok—they've got away with using a brand oh, without actually using a brand. And oh, hey, I mean, it doesn't hurt, does it? No, no, I guess not. Is it actually about TikTok? The... I, I, it's not. Not really. Not a, a, officially. I don't think. Anyway. Fair enough. I guess we should talk about some of the others that were place getters. Second was Nini Kralic with her song Rika. Rika. Mm. What do you think of that one? 
I thought she did a really good job. It was very theatrical. It's all mm-hmm. a bit over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what probably Croatia has sent in previous yeah. years in a way. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Kyriakos, who was covering it for us, was quite surprised to see that open the show. And, and I agree. Like, there's there was quite a few songs to get through. So maybe there was a factor of their not being remembered. But the televote was higher. And actually, the jury was what kind of let her down in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I could see it getting a place. But I wasn't surprised to, um, to see it not win. Yeah, kind of agree with that. Very theatrical loved what she was wearing and mm. you know the pole dancing staging etc was pretty good but I think it was outdone by a better song Big costumey as well it yeah. was third place went to Mia Negotevic mm-hmm. uh, she was our runner up last year she's like a dream fourth in the jury's fifth in the tally vote eventually got her third can you remember even if you remember this one <laughs> yeah I can and also she's like a dream is the name of the song just in case you oh. thought Mike was enamoured <laughs> by Mia um, yeah look I, I felt like Basically, Albina just outshone her because mm. I think whatever Albina did, um, you know, that Mia didn't quite match up to it, even though she did a very good job. Yeah. I liked her. I liked the song. I thought she did a decent little performance. Um, but Albina was just the A grade and she was a B grade, unfortunately. I kind of agree with you on that one. One last one I'll bring up before we probably go through a couple of other is Cumby, the, uh, mm. the the singing quartet, the boys. I'm going to call them tenors. Maybe they're not all officially tenors. What do you think of their song and their performance? I thought it was really good. <laughs> but I mean, I loved Mazurgia <laughs> back oh, in um, 2013. Yeah. So I like this kind of thing. But also, I think they did a really good job. Um, they probably need to hone their little um, stagecraft a little bit. They were kind <laughs> of not in the right places at every time. But overall, really well sung with a bit more polish. I think they could come back another year and and do really well. They are suited to Eurovision. There's certainly something traditionally Balkan they would have sent maybe back in 2013 or something Mm, like that. Juries didn't go for it. Came seventh. Any others you want to talk about here, Dale? I like Toma. Um, Mm. Oceans. Ocean of Love. Ocean of Love. I thought it was really well put together. Um, Great stagecraft. He was good. The dancers are great. Great song. And when Kyriakos in the notes to us said it was Swedish produced, I wasn't surprised. It, it was pretty much a Melfest performance, it the was. whole thing. Even the camera shots and the way the dancers interacted, everything was full Melfest kind of thing. So It stood out. I thought it was a great, great little um, number and it did well. It came six overall, I think. Mm-hmm. Very close though between like third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, any others? I've, I've kind of got Bernarda to talk about a little bit with her song Colours. There was a bit of vibe about that one. Oh, the Colours song? Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I'm sorry, the <laughs> staging was amazing, but the song itself was just awful. Yeah, no. that's, that one's been bandied around, that one. And uh, the last one I want to mention is Better Suda. I had that down too. <laughs> well, she was the one in the pink PVC outfit. Was that was pink? It blue, I think. Oh, really? I'm colourblind people, so you, I thought it was yeah. pink. Um Absolutely dogged by both the juries and the televote. Rude. It was. I didn't think it was that bad, but apparently Came twelve, um, eight <laughs> points with each, um, which was not a lot considering the winner had like two hundred all up um, <laughs> or more. She, look, she gave me very like you remember Baby Doll from like the early nineties Yugoslavia. Gave me a bit of her vibes. Okay. The dancers were great. Mm. You know, she was going through a couple of blokes. I thought it was fun. It yeah. was really good. I don't know. Maybe we missed the boat on that one somewhere along the line. Yeah. Quick other ones. Chess guys. Great. Theatrical. Yep. The chess yeah. thing was really good. Um, also, one of the performers had performed at Eurovision before in 1994. <laughs> and also, I have to talk about Share the Love. The oh. um, For you Americans out there, there was an American performing. Probably would have been better if she didn't. Um, she was the one that came down from the ceiling. Yeah, He was singing pretty good. And then she came along and oof. 
the whole thing just didn't work for me, I'm afraid. I would have just launched it back up there. Unfortunately, they just didn't quite match up together. But overall, great show. It was. Always eventful, Dora. Always like a put on a great show, the creation. Wonderful stage. Like the stage, good pacing, Mm -hmm. done and dusted. We have a winner. We have a new Eurovision song. Exactly. Just the way we like to see it. Mm. Well, let's move on over to Sweden with Melody Festival and semi-final number two taking place this morning. Our co-host Oscar Zia and Anis Domdemina were our co-hosts joining Krista this week. What did you think of the boys? They surprisingly had amazing chemistry. Like the two of them, I would never have matched up in any kind of friendship or the way they hosted. <laughs> but I bought into everything they were selling. I, I really enjoyed them as hosts. Yeah, I thought it was good. And particularly, there was no postcards this week, which is a little different than last week. Mm. And we just had a sort of, you know, meet and greet section with the boys. So I thought they handled that pretty, pretty well. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the results. We'll talk about our directive finales. First announcement was Dotter with Little Tot. She finished the show. What did you think of her performance there, Dom? Oh, wow. Look, I think she finished, and for good reason. She looked like a pop star. Uh, she sounded good. At times, I haven't liked Dotter's vocals in the past, and I think this song suits it a lot more. She's not extended. The song suits her quite well. She, she does go and hits a little bit at times without going over the top. Um, I just thought she did a great wonderful performance of it um it's an interesting song kind of kicks off with a bit of a chorus it has these it it kind of has these different little moments Mm. um but overall uh i can't really fault the performance itself the song is good without being amazing but often that happens at melfest it's it's almost more about the visual and the performance and the way it makes you feel and i felt like wow what a star yeah i i thought best package of the night for sure uh definitely a really well staged liked her styling i thought it went well with the staging uh great i mean the song's good without being great let's yeah. be honest um but look for me it's the best directive finale we've got so far so well done to doctor i would probably say the same thing and can i make one point yes the chorus. Oh gosh! For all of you out there who yeah. remember Maltz's national final in 2018, Brooks, you know, pack of wolves. Oh, heart of gold. Yeah, you're a heart of gold. You're beautiful. You're um, pack of wolves with a heart of gold. <laughs> that chorus. It sounds very similar to Dotter's. Just you'll start to sing along. Go back and have a listen. A good homage to Brooke Borg from Maltz 2018, Pack of Wolves. Don't you know that you're beautiful? You're a pack of wolves with a heart of gold. I bring, will, it, bring it on. It's elevated. I will agree. There's a, probably a chord progression there, which is quite similar. But my God, you're obsessed with it, that Maltese national final. It's <laughs> it twice had everything. This, twice this season. Go you back mentioned and visit it. It, it was mesky. <laughs> I think even the people performing in it are trying to forget it. All right, let's go to our second directive finale. He opened the show. It was Anton Evald with New Religion. What did you think of his performance? Let's go with the one they were judging, not the reprise. Yeah, true. Very much so. Um, Wow, he can dance. My God, he can dance. I was so impressed um, with uh, everything, particularly the first half of the song. I think it had wow factor. The staging looked great. He looked good. I liked the way he was dressed. The dancers were fantastic. Mm -hmm. I could not get over how amazing his dancing was, where he had great singing with that back up as well. Um, It was really, really good. And then it went into the second half, and there was he was kind of... Um, you know, vocal exercising that didn't quite work out, I think. And I think it made it the whole overall package a bit weaker because it showed off his weaker skill, which is singing. 
Yeah, he did a lot of movements, so I'm going yeah. to forgive a little bit of, of uh, dropping of the vocal, but yeah. at the same token, heavily, heavily backed. Oh, well, we could hear it in the reprise. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and if, if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, after he was announced, he did do his reprise and basically got emotional and, I don't know, sang three quarters of the song, half the song, what do you reckon? But, well, I didn't matter because you could hear the song being sung um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> for most of it. Look, ultimately, again, decent little pop song, nothing groundbreaking here, but I think this presentation and the whole package again probably saw it sailing through on votes I'd imagine best packages for DTF yeah I agree let's talk about our Shansom people Frida Glenn with her song The Silence I'll start off on this one this is a nice solid ballad you know it's it's got some pretty good songwriters behind this one and I thought her vocal was okay It like it was pretty good unfortunately she did miss the big note that she had to hit but it didn't seem to uh, stop her from advancing but all, all, all a pretty solid little package that one without being stunning yeah, and it was nice to hear, and you mentioned it when we watched it, more of an exposed vocal at Melfest. Mm. Um, and she did really sing it quite well uh, throughout. I was a bit confused about what the song was. Like, she was dressed in a very theatrical Disney kind of like, you know, witch or something from the forest. But then there was kind of country elements and folky elements, and then it went quite poppy with dances and Corey at the end. Mm. And I was like, what is this meant to be? Like, I liked her and her voice, but the overall package, I think, was really um, confused. Mm. And I was when it went through. Yeah, I probably thought it was a little lucky to go through, to be honest. Let's talk about our second Anja Shansen people here. It's Eva Riedberg and Eva Rus with Renorama Ding Dong. Goodness me. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to say I really enjoyed this. Really, really enjoyed it. And I thought they were very comedic, even when they had their interviews uh, with the boys. And, and very comedic on the stage. Like, it's obviously the song's kind of catchy. It's that schlager, you know, uh, formula. But um, I was really happy to see them get through. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> look, it was... They're, they're so endearing. And the yeah. interviews even helped, I think. And you've, well, everyone's got to remember as well, this is not just about going to Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Melfest is a, the biggest show in Sweden. It's like Saturday Night Variety... Um, and they do the the demographic kind of waiting, so I'm sure the older group and even maybe young kids probably would have liked. Oh, there's grandma up there. Um, <laughs> you know, I I kind of would have got the gong out after about thirty seconds to stop the performance <laughs> to a point. <laughs> no, um, but it was fun. Look, it was fun and it was entertaining. Um, but I just feel like this is Melfest, and it's great to have that in a semi final, and it's fun. But when you've got some of the songs that went out, I don't know. On its expe- that because of that song, I just I don't know. I, I thought it was fun for one time. Like, do we really want to see that, in Andre Hansen? Really? Do we really want to see that again? I'm looking forward to seeing it. Anyway, <laughs> but look, I love them. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I just uh, it's it's one off for me. All right, fair enough. Let's talk about who came fifth and missed out. It's Patrick Jean. Uh, with his song, um, you wouldn't, I reckon he was pretty unlucky to miss out. This was pretty good. Oh, Robbed Queen. Um, <laughs> this was really, really good. Uh, I liked everything about it. I liked the song. I think it had more stickability than a lot of the other songs. Mm. I liked the presence he had and the gender bending around it. Um, and I think perhaps, you know, you never know, that could have put people off. But I think the main thing is he's just not a biggest name as everyone else. And mm-hmm. I think what's happening in Melfest, when there's songs that aren't really jump, you have to jump up as a song. Overall, we're kind of 
almost voting for artists and performances rather than the song at this point because they're mm. all kind of merging into one. Mm. So I think he just lost out because he wasn't a big name, to be honest. Yeah, no, I thought he was very good. And I think that studio is going to be one of my favourites for the year because I think it's actually a really, really good song. Let's talk about it came six, Wile and Sammy, with their very 90s-inspired kind of performance. What did you think of that one? Oh, man, well, I can't <laughs> believe they went out. I loved this. Um, it was really fun, but ultimately it was a bit... It needed polish. Mm. Um, I thought their whole presence was great and the colour use was awesome. Um, but it, they just had these elements at times when there was two of them together and they weren't, at least with like Samir and Victor, who did terrible songs, but fun, <laughs> catchy, terrible songs. Fair enough. They would be, they'd be dancing, they'd be Corey, there'd be something, mm-hmm. something to match you two together because it just felt like, remember Shepherd at Australia Decides, okay. great song, kind of jumped around the stage a bit and it just looked a bit messy and not polished. Same situation here. And mm. I think in Melfast, you've got to be polished yep. unless you're a senior citizen and then you just get away with not oh, even being in time. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right. And let's talk about the last of our non-qualifiers, Julia Alfreda with Rich. She was the second song, our P4 Nasta representative this year. And unfortunately, the run keeps going. None of them have got out of the semifinal. I have to say, I think it's a bit stiff. Not all songs can get out of the semi-final, but I thought she did a really good performance. I really liked the song, and I actually thought I really liked the staging as well. thought there were some really good concepts in there. She seems like a good performer, and, uh, you know, as I say, not everyone can get through, but again, it was a really nice, solid uh, stuff out of Melfest. Yes, yeah, the most contemporary there, I think, but... Um if you had juries involved, maybe we'd see a different result, mm-hmm. but it's 100% Melfest at demographic televote, and yeah, she was never going to get out, but I thought she did a really good job. I kind of agree with that. And that is semi-final two done and dusted. Semi-final three coming up next week. Dale will run through some of that for us a little later on. I think we're heading over the border, are we? We are heading over the border to uh, Norway's Melody Grand Prix, the final semi-final, oh, Michael. Gosh, it's, it's flown by. <laughs> it has flown by. It's been great. And of course, just like last year, at the last hurdle in the semi-finals, there were issues. Oh, no. We had an issue with the um, stream. The whole stream fell down for international viewers. So oh. we did miss one of the songs, but okay. it wasn't the winner, so it didn't matter. And <laughs> the winner was America with I Can't Escape. Bars, a hopeless case. I moved on to my head, but my heart doesn't feel the same. I'll break out, but I can't escape. Now she won over River in the final duel. What did you think of her performance, Michael? Really enjoyed it. Um, in fact, definitely the deserved winner. If anything, I think it was kind of vocal of the night for me from everything I saw around Europe. Really enjoyed her vocal. It was so uh, so exposed, and we've seen in these Scandinavian uh, national finals, there's some heavy backing going on. Mm. So kudos to her. I thought her vocal style is very modern as well, mm. um, very radio-friendly, so that was really good to hear. Um and, and the staging, I thought, was appropriate. I don't know what you can really do with a song like this. It's not a bells and whistles song, but they had that sort of little kind of orchestra thing in the corner mm. and, and there was a lot of lighting use on her and things like that. So they made it interesting without and, and keeping it appropriate for the song. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Look, I wasn't huge on this in the studio like, like a lot of people were, but she really won me over tonight. I really enjoyed it. I thought the staging was simple but effective. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, light use, it kept it going because if it's just the same shot the whole time, it'll get boring quickly. Exactly. But yeah, I, I think um, deserved winner tonight, even though I personally liked other kind of styles that were in there more. I really understand why this got through. It just had a it just had a quality about it uh, that I think over the other three songs. Yeah, ultimately the song was the better song. Exactly. Can we talk about River? Uh, let me guess. This is probably the one you like. Well, yeah, River, <laughs> um, which was a really interesting um, father-in-law son. Oh. oh no, no, hang on. <laughs> Father and son-in-law is probably the better way to uh, describe okay, yeah, it. Actually, yeah. yes, um, duo with a bit of a band, kind of pop country number. Uh, look, I thought it was a bit sanitized in the studio. I really like what they did. They had they presented a band really well on stage, which is really hard to do. Mm. Um, it felt really real. I really liked it. Really quality vocal. Um, great job. Him on his own would be fantastic. Yeah, I'll agree with that. What struck me was, A, his vocal. Mm. I thought it was fantastic. And also the staging. It was done a little bit differently rather than just the static up and down the stage you know, mm. band. We had them in a kind of semicircle, which was nice to see. And also the way the lighting rigs and everything they did with it just gave it a little point of interest for what I think, I'm sorry, I found was a bit of a bland kind of pop song. I'm sorry. I think it elevated live and I got everything they could get out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so America beat Anne Finn um, in The Jewel. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the performance and there's nothing we can see because of the streaming issue. I caught 20 seconds of it. Mm. Started well. Okay. Um, um, I never really <laughs> I can liked only this. assume it went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I mean, I'm sure she did a good job. Uh-huh. The song itself, I didn't really think much of anyway, yeah. unfortunately. Judging off the studios, I don't know if that one had too many legs. And finally, we need to talk about Tavea <laughs> with Blimed Mega Pagon. Don't, <laughs> don't we need to talk about Tavea? Oh my God, these are the farming trio. I loved it, Michael. What did you think of it? Loved every minute of it. <laughs> so Love good. It. So ridiculous. <laughs> I've written here, uh, lol. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the cray staging. It's not every day you see goats and cows nodding along to the beat. And we got our cheerleaders. Mm. Norway, very famous for bringing out the cheerleaders during Melody Grand Prix. And the girls got a uh, Guernsey this morning. That was tumbling going on. That was all sorts of weird stuff. It it was was, great. It was brilliant. The reason there's farming, they're from a very small village, actually. Um, And they really sing on behalf of the farmers in regional Norway. good-looking boys. What village are they from? I'm sure people will be buying (laughs) buying some rail tickets there right now. So there was a tractor on stage, the green and yellow, very Mm -hmm. much their colour. Also goes with, like, John Deere tractors and stuff. Um, Someone called it out to being an Aussie Vision one. (laughs) We can't take that. But I would buy that suit. It was really cool. Yeah, cheerleaders and farm animals together. Um, Yeah, it was a real weird mix. I loved it. So... I wish it got through, but unfortunately, it was never going to. Yeah. But um, they did a good job. And, of course, they will have a chance in the last chance round, which we'll talk about later, which is happening this week as well. They will. Uh, I guess we saw our last of our pre-qualifiers, Rain Alexander, with his eyes wide open. Look, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Dale? What do you reckon about Rain's effort this year? Yeah, it was... It was When I heard the studio, I was like, how are they going to do this live? And it was kind of as crazy and confused as the studio in a good way and in a bad way. I don't really know how to feel about it. Um, He's got drama. There's theatrics in the way he performs. He gets to show off his vocal, but this kind of Bondy kind of song happens. There's a lot of dancing that goes on. Then there's pictures of the world. Again, it's a little bit like, what is this meant to be? Mm. I'm not quite sure. It's like they've thrown everything at it. 
and they need to take about five things off. <laughs> I'm, I'll agree with you. When I heard the studio, I was like, what on earth is this mess? But somehow the live seemed to be a bit more cohesive and it kind of brought it all together for me a bit more. Can't say I enjoyed the dancers, but that's just me. And also, I mean, he's got he's a great vocalist and he showed that. And I great to see he looks a lot better this year than last year. He looked almost homeless last year. This year we've got a very suave, almost bondish kind of character, and I kind of like that. See, no, 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 no. See, I this, I disagree. I wanted him to be all. I'm like, you're wearing a black suit, kind of thing. Come on, like this. This song is all over the shop. Be theatrical. I want you in some kind of over-the-top number. No. Uh, he's very preened. He looks good. Mm-hmm. But, like, bring me more. This is bat-poo crazy yeah. of a song. So <laughs> bring me bat-poo. Like, be like that. Mm, fair enough. Fair you know, enough. And that's what he did. He really made last year's theatrical, and it worked. It's a theatrical song. He's just standing there. And he's been kind of rapping things. It's, no. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, all the uh, pre-qualifiers will probably have a different performance for the main show, one would imagine. Uh, he's not hasn't got too much time, I guess, to uh, completely rejig that. He'll improve that. that. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm assuming we'll see something different out of rain for the grand final. Well, let's head over to one of our big five nations with Spain. They have announced on the 20th of February they will be holding their Song for Blas, is I guess what we're calling it. It's a choice of two. I think it's Destino Eurovision. Is it? don't know why I'm saying it with a French accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, they have supplied us the two songs, and our team has had a good old vote on these ones. And we have picked a winner. The Aussie Vision winner for Spain's selection is... Voy a quedarme, prometo quererte más que ayer. Voy a besarte muy lento como la primera vez y dejar atrás el miedo con tu alma entre mis dedos. Quédate porque yo voy a quedarte. So the team went with Voy a quedarme. Uh, very much so. I think it was a pretty overwhelming vote. Was it eight four? I think okay. in the end. So it wasn't. Fair it wasn't. You know, a hundred percent. But it's pretty uh-huh. solid victory. What did you think of the two songs presented by Blas? Look, I thought they were both good quality productions. Um, there's elements I liked of both of them. I think maybe uh, the one the Aussie Vision team went with, and I went with as well. Just to me, the the more of a ballad suited, I think, Blast more, and I think there's more to do with it. Because I think both songs were like, yep, they're solid. They need to elevate. Mm-hmm. I think the more kind of, I wouldn't say it's, it's more mid-tempo, I guess. There's nowhere to really go with it. That's the song. You can't do much with it. Well, I think the ballad, with a stunning vocal and some staging, could at least elevate it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Both are very solid, radio-friendly songs, like he kind of went with last year as well. So, Mm. obviously, he's some consistency from him and his team. Um, I believe from all the chatter, and, you know, we don't really do rumours, Dale, (laughs) they're very much focusing on the ballad. I believe that's the one that the team would prefer to send. And I kind of agree with you. This is probably the one where... If you're going to showcase him, this is probably the one. He's got a voice. He really has got And it's probably going to be quite a unique voice in the competition because he can hit some pretty high notes. Mm. So if you're going to differentiate him somewhere and you're going to try and get possibly some jury score to underpin a decent result, then probably Voyacadatome is, is the one to go with. And Spain has struggled to find something that works at Eurovision, even though I think they've sent some really good entries that have been unfairly treated. But... Um, what they've done well at 
has been ballads. Mm-hmm. So I think if you've got someone who can do this, as you just mentioned, go for it. Try and get a jury score. I don't see public vote with either of these, mm-hmm. and I do see some some jury love potentially for the ballad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. These are both a little bit middling. And you can tell that we don't sound very <laughs> excited by it. It's just a shame because I would have thought they may have learnt a lesson from last year where basically everyone panned it for saying, oh, that's quite forgettable and a bit middling, and they've presented us with two songs that are a bit middling. Mm. So I don't know if safety first approach is happening here. I'm not really sure, but, um, yeah, let's let's hope he he makes this come alive live and then we can, um, we can maybe see a different aspect to these songs. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to see it next week and um, yeah. see what wins and see what they're like like live which will be great because there was a lot of these songs last year very hard to judge and so you, you see a live performance nearly all the big five and even netherlands we never saw the live performance so mm. it's very hard to judge these songs so yeah looking forward to it absolutely next week that will happen so keep tuned for that one news during the week as well from denmark on one of our good friends of australia <laughs> princess mary of course over there <laughs> Have to bring always, up. She always gets mentioned. Anya Neeson. <laughs> bring up random Danish and Australian connections. But look, the songs were released for Dansk Melody Grand Prix as one Melody Grand Prix door shuts, the other one opens. Yes. And the eight songs were released this week. Mm-hmm. As usual, the Aussie Vision team has voted, and we do have a winner. Emma Nicoline with Stalier. Um Now, that won the vote with the team. 90 points. 87 points was second, which was The Fire and the Flame, that very 80s song. Very 80s song, But wow. let's talk about Emma and that, because I know that was one of your favourites. Certainly was. Probably the second favourite for me out of this selection. Look, I... I love a power ballad with an 80s vibe, and this brings it in spades. Like, I really like her vocal style as well, Uh, and and I really do think that with the right staging, this can be compelling. It can seem a little linear to some people. I can understand. It doesn't have an awful lot of peaks and troughs in the studio version. So I do think for this to do anything, that last 30 seconds, she as a performer really has to kick this along the road a bit bring some vocal and as i say some compelling staging i think this is could be really really good because i love the song i love it i enjoy it as a spotify playlist song to me this i i've got big doubts about this being that kind of live eurovision song it was certainly not very high in my um ones out of the eight but um the team didn't really agree with me on any of my favorite songs (laughs) but look I, i do understand this has quality and there is those elements of that could come to life live if she does a great performance i could easily be won over because i do enjoy it like you play it enough i hear it enough god i've been thrashing you have been thrashing it to the point that i actually probably like it now um but no look it's a quality song there's no doubting it. it's very scandy i do enjoy it 
I was really surprised to see it win from the team. Um, there seemed to be a bit of a, I will say, an age split, I think, of the votes. Um, and I think uh, just being, there's not just one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm young at all, but youngers didn't go as much for this, but some did. Older people kind of did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some people went for the 80s or some people went for this more scanty sound, I think, basically. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a split between the two. Fair enough. What do you think of the uh, selection overall? A lot of people were panning it. Um, and I, look, I do understand why, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, there's a lot of 80s. And look, the entire national final season has been full of 80s. It's the zeitgeist oh of the year, God. isn't it? Oh, it really, I, really is. It's It has really been taken up, up like so much. So I probably am being a bit harsh on Denmark because I've heard so much of it already. But there was a lot in this national selection. Um, but overall, I think there's some fun stuff, some very Danish stuff. They always get panned. They always end up coming out with a good song. Look at Lovers Forever. Good song for Eurovision. It still did very well. So even if you don't like it personally, I think there's some stuff in there. I really like the selection. There's not... There's not a song in there. Oh, no, there's one. Oh, my God. That song that uses the pop drop. Other than that, I like all seven seven of the other eight songs. Yeah, fair enough. I'll agree. I, I mean, maybe I, I just uh, I like Scandi music, but this is a really... I really enjoyed that selection. I think there's probably maybe one or two I didn't particularly like. The rest of them I, I could live with quite easily. Yep, fair enough. Excellent. Well, it'll be a couple of weeks until the Danish selection, but one selection that starts next week is Portuguese, um, the Portuguese one, Festival da Canção, the first semi-final. And we realise we haven't even brought you the Australian favourite, Aussie Vision favourite. Yes, we've neglected. Yeah, so we had a vote a little earlier in the month on this one, and again, we have a winner, and it is... So that was Graciela with A Vida Sem Aconteste. Um, winner from the Aussie Vision team, my 12 points. I love this. What do you think about it, Michael? We're back to the 80s again, aren't we? A pure 80s vibe on this one. But, you know, with that very pared-back electro sound from the 80s, not the over-the-top over production mm. with the clapping noises mm. and saxo- <laughs> saxophones and all that mm. sort of stuff. Very, very pared-back to that early 80s, which I really, really works. I'm interested to see if that actually translates to a live performance because it is very pared back and I'm interested to see how they're going to get this across on stage. But as a as a studio track, I, I really love it. It was definitely towards the top for me as well. Uh, studio track is just, I think it's magical. I think it's brilliant. I don't normally get excited by the Portuguese selection, but I thought this was so good. Um, and yeah, Debbie Harry kind of early 80s vibes for me in Portuguese. Loved it. <laughs> I do think the second place from the team, Pedro Gonçalves, no idea if it's relation to Ricardo Gonçalves, the Australian <laughs> uh, vote reader from 2018. But that was a great song that I think will come across live. That was our runner-up. Yeah, now that again, the 80s vibes. This one's got the saxophone <laughs> solo in it and everything. So um, yeah, like interesting to see. It's always an interesting vote out of Portugal. They may completely trash these types of things and go for something completely prosaic 
Aramaic and Portuguese. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise anybody, but they've got an interesting selection this year. Yeah, looking forward to it. And as much as we've just gone over those two songs and the song that came third was Neve, all three of those songs are in semi-final number two. Oh, okay. So <laughs> semi-final one starts next week with none of the songs we just mentioned there, but we'll bring you some of those ones next week when we do the recap. I'm sure it'll Sunday. be. I'm sure it'll be a gripping competition either way. Oh, it's always look. It's very Portuguese. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so moving on to next week, um, let's look at the week ahead. We actually have a big week for Bulgaria. Um, Victoria is the artist, the same as from last year, but they have got six songs in the running for her to perform for Rotterdam. Now, one's been released already, Ugly Cry, which I think they kind of didn't or did say it was going to be part of Eurovision. It's becoming a common theme. Mm. There's going to be five additional ones released every day this week as well. So that's going to be happening all week. Oh, she's doing a bit of a wailing on us, is she? <laughs> let's, let's you know, like promo my EP by making you listen to every song and making you guess which one's going to go to Eurovision. It's some kind of national final. Look, it can't, mm-hmm. hopefully it can't be worse than Israel's. Um, <laughs> moving on, we've got Norway. It's the last chance. Not second chance, last, last chance. chance, they call it in Norway. <laughs> Does everyone else get taken out the back and dealt with? <laughs> so there's the 15 songs that missed out are performing in a show and we are going to have a winner and they're going to go through to the final. So you're telling me there's a show with 15 songs before they get to a final of 12 songs? Yeah, I think so. Wow, this is this is a process. I don't know if they're showing the other things or they're performing again. I believe they're performing again. Wow. All we know a is lot of staging. there's going to be a show. It's Tuesday morning in Australia, Monday evening in Europe, and we have one winner who gets their place to the final. Hmm. I'm a big fan of this happening this year. Fair enough, I am too. Yeah, I think it's probably between Yawn, Faith, Bloody Faith, and Otter Hearts with the V and Org. Oh, gosh. I reckon it's going to be between them, but let's wait and see. Let's hope not. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> as European may, um, time, maybe Wednesday, Australia, the Czech Republic, Benny Christo. Benny. His song's going to be released. Good stuff. I was a massive fan of Kamama last year. It was in my top five. So, you know, a bit of expectation on Benny, poor thing, but uh, hopefully he delivers. Yeah, a bit of hype around that in Czech Republic, which is good. On Thursday, European time, Friday, Australia, we have the first semi-final of Istilau, mm. so in Estonia. So looking forward to that one. Awesome. It should be great. And then we move to Sunday morning, where we have the second semi-final of Istilau as well. But let's talk about the finals that are happening. Norway's Melody Grand Prix comes to a conclusion. Wow. So we're going to get a winner out of Norway. So we're going to be doing a podcast about that, a preview podcast during the week as well. Yes. Once we get our final qualifier. Yes, just one more to go. Also the final of UMK in Finland. And also the final blasts, massive national final between two songs, Destinal Eurovision. <laughs> it's going to go for hours, you realise. <laughs> it is. It's a gala. It's a gala. It's, it's a gala. gala for two songs. There's other performances. As well as the Estonian semi-final too, there will also be Melfest number three, the mm. semi slash heat, and also the first semi-final of Festival da Cancel, as we just mentioned earlier. Big, big week ahead. Indeed, indeed. Really looking forward to that Finnish national final as well. It was a cracker last year, so hopefully we'll get something similar. Yeah, it's going to be a big week next week. We'll know if it's if um, Kano has got through, which a lot of fans are hoping for. But we'll talk about that, as we said, during the week. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll finish up again. Thanks again to Kiriakos Sinovitz, Ford Carter, um, and Fleur Menezes from the Aussie Vision team for the research this week. Fantastic stuff. Thanks very much, guys. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you midweek for our Norway preview. All right. Catch you later. Bye.